episode six of the Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast, now on Fridays. Hosted by local funny man and funny reader, Cornell Funny Comics Dude, Reed. This is the best Funny Pages podcast out there. Period. I know our so-called friend Nick Rutherford alluded to a podcast he would be starting in an ad last week. Well, uh, the Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast now on Friday mornings is the name of his podcast in a pitiful attempt to undercut mine. Um, whatever, uh, you know, I, I'll take the high road seeing as everyone knows I started my podcast first and... You know, I'm staying firm in my belief that recapping the funnies is an afternoon activity. It's not for the mornings. Everyone wants to hear the funnies recapped in the p.m., okay? Not the a.m. So, whatever. If you're super eager to have your favorite comic strips recapped, then sure. Yeah, go ahead and listen to all the fake imitations of funny page recap podcasts. And uh, let me just say this. If that's really what you want to do, do so at your own risk. This is one case where it's not pearls before swine, all right? It is swine before pearls in this instance. You won't end up with a deep understanding of every single panel I provide for you listeners. You'll get a cheap, haphazard recap coming from a guy who's too shallow-minded to give the comic strips the full analysis you listeners deserve. Yeah, sure. You might have a better voice or cooler hair, but my loyal fan base and I know those things don't matter. So Nick, good luck with your podcast. My listeners are fully 100% invested in Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast now on Fridays, not Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast now on Friday mornings. Just remember, my podcast is Marmaduke and his podcast is Jumpstart. So foxtrot over to my podcast and get fuzzy with me, the funny comics dude. And when it comes to any imitations, just be sure to say, La Kuka Bye Bye. <clears throat> All right, well, we are recording live from Hooters Casino in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right, we have relocated to the Hooters Casino um, from Caesars Palace. Uh, better casino and better wings. If you don't know, last week we recorded our podcast live from the Caesars Palace roof, and, um, well, we ended up getting a little stuck up there, uh, but as you can tell, that now that we're recording from Hooters, uh, we were freed. Um, well, I, I was freed from the roof of the casino, and Brian, he was freed from his mortal body, uh, but I am being honest with you, after six days of being stuck on that roof um, we were horribly dehydrated and sunburned and out of desperation I forced my producer Brian to um, attempt to climb down the building to try and uh, get the attention of some of the high rollers in the suites directly below us and as he was doing that he lost his balance and he fell 14 stories Unfortunately, the uh, impact killed him immediately. Well, I quickly finished my game of Snake on my Motorola Razor phone and dialed the paramedics. And they rushed to the scene, but you know there was just nothing they could do uh, for poor Brian. And in hindsight, uh, 
I should have just probably called the cops in the first place, but now I kind of lost sight that my phone was able to do more than play the game Snake. And once I get caught up in that game, it's hard to really focus on much else. You know, if I had been, had a clearer head, hindsight being 2020, sure, maybe I might have been able to save the life of my producer, Brian, but um, I did manage to get a new high score, so at least I have that going for me. Anyways, um, for the paramedics, they did rush to the scene, and even though there was nothing they could do for poor Brian, uh, they were able to open the fire escape on the roof and free me from uh, certain perils, so that was good for me, but bad for my producer, Brian. So, just want to say that this podcast episode is dedicated in memory to our faithful producer, Brian, who uh, gave his life to help free us so we could record these future episodes that I know our podcast listeners will enjoy. And when you enjoy them, just do so with a memory of Brian in your hearts. good news is I have a new producer. Um, it's Brian's twin brother, Brian Jr. So um, great to have you with us, Brian Jr. Not quite sure why your parents decided to name you Brian Jr., considering that the regular Brian is your twin. Usually the suffix Jr. is saved for the son of someone, not their brother, but you know, whatever. Um, what's weird too is Brian actually does have a son. His name is Daryl the Third, which I understand was the same name as Brian and Brian Jr.'s grandmother. I don't know why Brian didn't name his son Daryl the Fourth, considering their grandmother was already named Daryl the Third. But uh, I guess, as it turns out, Brian's son is the twenty-second Daryl the Third in the family's lineage. Anyway, um, weird stuff, sad times, but. Regardless, I want to thank you, Brian Jr., for stepping up as the new producer, and I'm sorry about the loss of your brother, regular Brian. From now on, I'm just going to refer to you as Brian, seeing as regular Brian is is gone. You know, you're Brian too, but now you're Brian 1 to me. Anyway, uh, after the death of our producer, I ended up having a long talk with Caesar, and turns out there's a totally accessible roof with chase loungers and a bar. It's a rooftop lounge, actually, and uh, we were just in the wrong tower. Evidently, we should have gone to a completely different tower to record our podcast on the roof, and um, we should have went through a, a door that said rooftop lounge and not a door that said emergency exit only. You know, maybe I didn't do a good enough job reading the doors, as I said prior, I was too busy playing Snake on my Motorola Razor phone. Um, I have since deleted the game from my phone and it was consuming my life and um, now I'm able to focus more on the important things in life like um, not getting stuck on a roof for weeks and the laughs in Blondie. So now I'm really able to focus and I'm thankful for that. So yeah, Caesar after that decided he uh, 
no longer felt it was safe to allow me to record this wonderful podcast in his palace, and nor am I ever allowed to set foot inside Caesar's palace again. So um, that's why we moved over to Hooters Casino, and um, it is beautiful here. There's a, a lot of wonderful slot machines, table games, and sexy women. There's beer, and of course there's signature chicken wings. Well, Brian Jr. and I can't see any of that, of course, as we're holed up inside of a janitor's closet. It's actually a perfect new podcast studio. Um, the space is a little tight since we're squeezed amongst a bunch of buckets and mops and things, but our new producer, Brian, and I are making it work. There are a lot of chemicals in here, which, I'll be honest, are making me a bit woozy. Um, maybe I should stop huffing him, but whatever. My spirits are still high, and I'm just glad to be off that roof and here in this janitor's closet. The good news is my hair is starting to grow back after I suffered what doctors called a 38th degree sunburn on my scalp from being stuck on that Caesar's Palace rooftop for a week. And I also no longer have the taste of urine in my mouth, just the taste of Hooters Honey Thai Chili Pepper Wings mixed with the delicious Clorox bleach. All right, now it's time to thank my sponsors for this week. We have five. Yes, that's right. I said five new sponsors. So it appears as our podcast is growing and we are hitting a key demographic that companies and businesses need to corner. So if you want to join this train and sponsor this podcast too, just send a dollar to Acorneasy and I will read anything you want. You tell me what to read and I'll read it or you can tell me what you want me to write and add for and I will gladly write one for you. That's right. You can advertise on the hottest, most popular Funny Pages Recap Podcast for only $1. My Venmo name is at Corneasy. That's C-O-R-N-E-E-Z-Y. Yeah, okay. This is a G-rated podcast, and we do this podcast for the whole family to enjoy. But like I said earlier, these ads are literally words that are being put into my mouth. I'm just reading what they gave me, and taking the dollar for it so please enjoy uh, it might not be g-rated like the rest of the podcast but it's not up to me it's up to our sponsors we'd like to keep this podcast g-rated but we will compromise our values for money so just make that clear here's our first ad podcasts aren't cool anymore please tell everyone that and that i've canceled my podcast forever and that i hate pods now that's my ad Thanks. That comes from uh, Patrick Melton. And just want to say none of that's true. Uh, I'm not canceling my podcast forever. I wouldn't be doing that on a podcast if I was. Uh, seems a bit odd. So um, uh, I do love podcasts. I don't hate them like you said. I love pods. So if you have a podcast out there, send me your podcast. I'll gladly give it a listen. Uh, just write me a message on Twitter or Facebook at uh, Funny Comics Dude. All right, on to our next ad. This is an advertisement for L.A. Beer, the greatest web series ever made. I was asked to be a warm-up comic, but I was, quote, out of town for a comedy fest. It is one of the greatest regrets of my life. While this is a paid advertisement, I would like to apologize to all involved for free. So check out the show at labeer.tv and... LABeer.tv. And no, I wouldn't be recommending this show if I wasn't getting paid. 
I like to say everything in that ad. Uh, it comes from Sam Miller, our faithful sponsor. Um, everything in that ad is 100% factual, uh, except for the part about apologizing for free. I got paid $13,000 to apologize to the crew, so um, thank you for that, Sam. Uh, all right, next up. This podcast is sponsored by the band Deronda. Deronda, the band your girlfriend listens to while she pleasures herself. Listen at soundcloud.com backslash Deronda Music. That's D-E-R-O-N-D-A-M-U-S-I-C. That comes from Gabe Hernandez. Thank you for that lovely sponsorship, Gabe. And personally, I know my girlfriend loves pleasuring herself by reading her favorite strip, Blondie. What a bunch of pleasure that brings. All right. Next up is a vibrating bra for satisfying relaxation. Now available, an amazing bra that allows you to enjoy a stimulating, satisfying massage in the privacy of your own home. Gentle, soothing vibrations for satisfying relaxation and tension relief. Very few women are lucky enough to have the firm, perfect figure needed to go without a bra. With your Vibra bra, you also receive a program of diet and exercise to firm and develop your bust line. This bonus program will help aid circulation and strengthen weak muscles and help shape and firm your bust line to its loveliest proportions. Regain youthful looking firmness and fullness. Totally safe, tested and approved by leading authorities. Just put it on like a bra, turn it on and relax. Read, So. Watch television because you can wear it anywhere. It works on one absolutely safe battery. Vibra Bra guaranteed for one year against any defects of manufacture or materials. Send the coupon below with your check for only $9.95 today and receive your bra and bonus program. Include your bra size. All right, um, so since you can't clip a coupon from a podcast, I would just recommend Googling Vibrating Bra. It might take a while to get you considering this ad is from 1972 but thank you for your sponsorship Zach Ames um, there is the vibrating bra ad and here's our last ad for this week <clears throat> hey guys Corneasy here just wanted to say I've been having really weird sex dreams about my friend Shuby bag it okay <clears throat> that one comes from Jonathan Gilbert and um, well, okay, we're now just, we're going nuts here. Uh, I think we're going to develop a new ad rule for this podcast, and that is no hate speech, okay? For a dollar, I will read whatever you want. You put whatever words you want in my mouth, except for hate speech. I'm sure you noticed we had to bleep that last word. No hate speech, okay? For a dollar, I will read whatever you want, except for hate speech. All right. Those are all the sponsors for this week. Thank you all so much for advertising on Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast, now on Fridays. I know there are a lot of choices when it comes to advertising, and I want to thank you for choosing us. Your contributions help keep the lights on in this janitor's closet, and it helps keep the bleach close to my nose. Now it's time to shred some strips. Seeing as we've had so many ads this week and along uh, in memoriam to my friend and first producer, Brian, uh, we might have to scratch a few comic recaps for time, so uh, I'm sorry about that. 
if you want to hear all the rest of the boring strips recapped, then go ahead and listen to Nick's podcast. Um, I like to deliver the funny strips and the most important laughs directly to you, my listeners' ears. <clears throat> Please forgive me, but no, you're getting the meat of the funny pages right here, described by the funny comics dude. As you know, I'll start in the top left and work my way down to the bottom right of each page and then um, go on to the next page. And before you know it, I will have read through all the most important strips and boy, do we have some doozies for you this week. First up, we'll start with Dilbert and that is by Scott Adams here. Dilbert is, you know, he has not worn the curly tie yet and he continues to do that. We got eight panels as usual. And um, guess what? He's in a boardroom once again. Can you believe it? And he's wearing a red shirt with the lanyard. They're all just wearing shirts with lanyards on. Maybe it's more of a 2017 look for the office. I'm not sure anymore, but um, I'm confused by the dress and I don't know if I like it that much. And now we got the pointy haired boss. He's sitting down and he looks like he's texting or playing a game on his phone. And Dilbert walks up to him and he goes, what's the URL for the test site? And the pointy hair boss says, ask Amy, not even looking at Dilbert. In the next panel, you got uh, Dilbert pretty much in the same position, and so is the boss. And uh, it's from a different angle, though. And, and Dilbert says, Amy is a mumbler. I can't understand a word she says. And in our third panel here, we got um, the pointy hair boss. He's now looking over at Dilbert, and Dilbert is taking a seat next to the pointy hair boss. And the boss says, just ask her to speak up. And uh, the next panel, it's just Dilbert this time. He's sitting down and he says, I've tried that. All she does is mumble louder. And now we have a, a panel that we've had in every single Dilbert strip. And that is just an exterior shot of the building, which has happened every single time just because he's got to mix it up somehow. And he mixes it up in the same predictable way each and every week. And they got outside of the building, or inside the building, you can tell the voice bubbles coming out of that. And Dilbert says, and whenever I ask her a question by email, she answers the wrong question. The next panel, we're back in the building. They're sitting looking at each other. The pointy-haired boss's phone is gone, presumably back in his pocket. But it could be resting on the table because we cannot see the table in this strip. And Dilbert says to him, if the only person who knows the URL for the test site is Amy, we probably need to build a new site and tell someone else the URL. And in the next panel, now everything's the same except for Dilbert, as he usually does when he gets angry, is waving his hands up and down and his brow is furrowed. And now he says, Amy might be the most useless employee in the entire company. In our last panel, we have Wally and he is talking to Amy. It's a different room, you can tell, because it's a brown gradient um, instead of the purple one that was in the boardroom before. This must be back in the office or something. And uh, Wally, wearing his green shirt that I guess he wears now, uh, says to Amy, can you teach me to mumble? And Amy just says, mumble, mumble, mumble. And there's a little asterisk by that last mumble. And on the very, very bottom of the strip, squeezed into that last panel is the asterisk follow-up. And it says, get your own system. All right. So uh, I didn't know her name was Amy, but 
but then again, it must be hard to know what her name is when she's never speaking words. Thank you for that, Scott. Uh, see you next week. All right, next up we have Doonesbury. Um, and once again, I just want to let you know that the views of Doonesbury might not reflect the, the views of um, my producer, Brian, and I. Um, they, they have nothing to do with the writing or the views expressed within them, so um, don't shoot the funny reader, shoot the funny writer. Um, and Doonesbury starts out, we got a guy, I feel like we've seen him before, kind of a slick business guy, and he's got a cigarette and a cigarette holder, and he's holding the martini, and he's sitting either in a clubhouse or maybe like a luxury train or something like that, and, and uh, he's looking at this guy who's a, a fat kind of oligarchic looking man, he's wearing a suit, but he looks like he's Russian or something like that, he's got black hair and a black mustache, and the smooth guy says to him, so how's everything at work, big guy? And the, the other guy says, it's been fantastic, like going home. So he's not from here, of course. That means that in the next panel, they're both sitting in chairs looking at each other, and and the, the oligarch guy is smoking a cigar, and he says, I'm third generation authoritarian, so West Wing culture is right in my wheelhouse. Uh, this is the guy that's working in the White House, that's right. And the smooth guy says, what's the gig? And Cigar Mouth Man goes, I'm deputy director of Payback. It puts me in the inner circle. And the next panel is just a, it's just a silhouette of them. And except you can see the martini and you can see the smoke coming from the man's cigarette and the other man's cigar. Beautiful stuff here. Great artwork, Gary. Well done. And the guy says, whoa, you must be busy. And the other guy says, swamped. I have to demean and threaten or fire people every day. The next panel, now he's pointing to the slick guy. The slick guy looks happy. And it also looks like his nose is going through the rim of his glasses in this one. Or he's made a little an artistic error or something. Looks like there's no lenses in his sunglasses all the time and it looks like his nose is going through the right lens of his sunglasses. So I don't know, a mistake by the printer or a mistake with the pen, but I'll look into that, Gary, and I'll be sure to hit up you on Twitter. Anyway, the oligarchy guy says, The place is a seething snake pit of paranoia and dysfunction, and they get to be right in the middle of it. And the slick guy in the last panel says, Listen, listen to you. You're like a little kid again. And then the Russian guy or whatever he is says, I know, I still miss torture, but I'm having a ball. Okay, some biting political commentary. I'd hate to be involved in politics after reading that one. <sighs> and I also hate to not be involved in politics reading that one because that strip was boring. All right, up to the exciting stuff. Now, this is some interesting stuff we got going on. This is Pearls Before Swine. Of course, I am skipping get fuzzy because time and um, I don't feel like getting very fuzzy today I want to go straight to Pearls Before Swine where this is a huge story um, by Stefan Pastis alright it says Pearls Before Swine but by looking at this comic strip it all looks like Foxtrot the Foxtrot characters are in every single panel what's going on in here I can't wait let's dive in 
we got the girl from Foxtrot. She is reading the funny pages. She's got a glass of orange juice at the, at the breakfast table. And the boy from Foxtrot walks up holding a bowl of cereal. And he says, hey Paige, why is our art in the place of pearls before swine today? And then Paige says, it's the revenge of Stefan Pastis. Ooh, this is getting good. The next panel, we just have Paige, and, and we see um, the boy, the voice bubble come in, and he says, what? And then Paige says, last year we made fun of pearls in this very strip. Didn't. And then the next panel, the boy says to the girl, to Paige, he says, So you got a hold of our original art file? And then Paige says, Yep. And now he's changing all the dialogue. Ooh, wow, Stefan got this comic strip from Foxtrot and changed all the dialogue to make it a Pearls Before Swine ripping on Foxtrot. I love it. This is exciting. And then uh, in the next strip, we have the boy, and he's hitting his forehead with his hand and uh, holding the cereal in the other hand. And he says, holy ampersand, hashtag, star, hashtag. Yep, that's right. He's swearing. He is so upset. And the boy says, I fear he'll mock our creator, Bill Ammon, for being a lazy little weasel. Whoa. And the fifth panel, we got... Paige saying to the boy, she goes, well, just because Bill decided to only draw Sunday strips so he could spend 18 hours a day playing World of Warcraft. Whoa! Oh, man. And now the boy's leaving. The final panel, he's leaving. And he says, I'm gonna run before this. Ampersand, number sign, squiggly mark, ampersand gets ugly. Uh, it already did. All right, Foxtrot boy, it already did. And in the middle of the boy and the girl now, we have the rat that we've come to know and love from Pearls for Sword Swine. And he's smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer, which is odd. And um, he says, at least we didn't end it with a stupid pun. And then Paige says, amend to that. Because the artist's name is Bill Amend. Whoa, so we have some bombs dropping Pearl before Swine, I guess. Foxtrot started it a year ago, and now Pearls Before Swine finally has decided to come back and really come after the Foxtrot folks. And let's just see what Foxtrot has to say about that. Uh, oh man, this is too exciting to... Uh, I, I'm shaking right now, to be honest with you. Uh, this is uh, groundbreaking stuff. We have our very first live comic strip beef battle going on right now. So La Cucaracha and Leo, definitely La Cuca bye bye to you guys. Who cares? Who cares about any comic strip? I'm gonna go straight to oh Blondie. Alright. Um let's go do Blondie first. It's always good for a laugh. Um well let's see here. We got Dagwood walking in on his son Alex. We know Alex is his name now. And Dagwood's dog is still following him. Still don't know the dog's name. And uh, Alex is sleeping on the couch, much like we know Dagwood is known to do. And so Bumstead walks in. Bumstead. Dagwood walks in. Both of them are Bumsteads. Uh, Dagwood walks in. He says, Geez Louise, Alex, you shouldn't be stacked out on the sofa on such an amazing day. In the next panel, 
Alex has woken up and he's sitting up on the couch now and, and Dagwood says, it's springtime. You should be outside soaking up this beautiful weather. In the next panel, we got uh, Alex. He's being ushered out of the door by his dad, pretty much. Dad's got a hold of his elbow, and he's walking him, and he goes, Go get some exercise. Take a leisurely stroll through the park. In the next panel, the door is open. Alex is walking out. He looks a little confused. There's still some sleep in his eyes, and, and Dagwood is waving to him. He goes, Be sure to stop and smell the roses, son. In the next panel, he closes the door, and there's a music note coming out of his face. I assume that means he's whistling or humming or something. Looks more like a hum than a whistle, to be honest. And I guess the dog would be responding more to the whistle, and the dog doesn't seem to be responding much at all. So I'm going to go with it's a hum. Then in the last panel, we got Dagwood. Now he's asleep on the couch, just like his son Alex was. And he says, boy, the last thing I want is for my son to grow up to be a lazy bum. <laughs> You are a lazy bum, Dagwood. You are a real lazy bum. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, we can't go to Foxtrot before we go to Marmaduke. That would be a cardinal sin. If you make me skip Marmaduke, I'll stop doing the podcast. I'm going to say that right now. So let's see what we got going on in Marmaduke. We got the owner, whose name we also still have no idea what it is. Uh, he's walking up, scratching his chin a little bit he's looking at a ladder going up the side of his house. He's going, huh? Who put this ladder up? This seems weird. He's not actually saying that, but that's his inner dialogue. I, I can sense it through the panel. <laughs> In the next panel, we got um, Marmaduke walking up. And Marmaduke looks like he has a, a parachute strapped onto him. It's not opened yet, It's much, it's, um, but the string to, to open the parachute is in Marmaduke's mouth. And the owner's looking at Marmaduke like, what the heck? And the next panel is just a shot of, of the owner, and he's going, is that a parachute? And the next panel, he's looking up at, on the roof of the house, and he's going, uh-oh. I'm guessing Marmaduke has just climbed the ladder up to the roof of the house. In the last panel, the owner's inside with his wife, the other owner. I assume they're, they're husband and wife, um, since they've been together for so many years. And she's sitting on a couch reading a book, and she goes, what was that commotion on the roof? And he's walking away going, you don't want to know. <laughs> I, I, for one, do want to know um, what Marmaduke was doing on the roof with a parachute, and how he got a parachute on, and also where he, how he put the ladder up, and yeah, what did he do once he was up there? Wow. A lot of questions left unanswered this week in Marmaduke. Um, that would be the headline story if there wasn't such an exciting cartoon beef going on. But we still have time for the doggone funny at the very end of Marmaduke. Um, this one comes from Pell City, Alabama. Uh, Rhonda Knight has Winnie a, a dashunt. Dash, dash, dax, dashunt. I assume is a dog of some sort. Um, when Winnie was little, she barked in the house, so Rhonda put her outside until she stopped. Now, when Rhonda comes home, Winnie is so excited, she runs outside, barks and barks, then comes back inside to be with Rhonda. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? What a well-trained dog. <clears throat> All right, thank you for that, Rhonda. Rhoda? No, it is Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda. Oh, here we go. Foxtrot time, baby. 
get ready for this exclusive scoop and this comeback from Bill Evans. You knew he wasn't going to take this lying down. You knew he wasn't going to wait a week either. He's coming for him hard right away. Let's see what Foxtrot has to say. It starts out with the boy, and he's talking, you know, the normal boy with glasses and blonde hair, and he's talking to another boy who's wearing a baseball hat and a hooded sweatshirt and sitting at a desk with a pencil. Looks like he's doing homework of some sort. And the boy with glasses is holding the funny pages, and he says, did you read the Sunday funnies? And the other boy goes, not yet, why? The next panel, he's looking at the pages now, the boy with glasses. A year ago, some comic strip poked fun at pearls before swine, and today, Stefan Pastis is finally getting even. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> this is juicy stuff. The third panel, we have the man with the boy with the baseball cap. He's reading the Sunday funnies now, and he goes, Why did it take a whole year to respond? Wouldn't it be better to do it while it was still fresh in people's minds? Oh, calling him out for taking too long. Loving this, loving this. In our fourth panel, we got the glasses boy, and he goes, Of course it would. But remember that Pastis is a former lawyer. He probably proceeded slowly out of an abundance of caution. And then in the fifth panel, we got the boy in the baseball cap saying to the boy with the glasses, I thought lawyers moved slowly for other reasons. In our last panel, we have what I assume is Stefan Pastis. It looks kind of like it's drawn in the vein of Pearls Before Swine. He looks super schlubby. He's got his backwards hat on, a bunch of uh, bubbles around him as if he's drunk and a cigarette in his mouth. And he's holding the comic strip that he's just drawn. He's got the rat and the pig looking at him. And uh, Stefan Pastis says, check it out. 2,459 billable hours. The rat says, that's not how this job works, you moron. Then the pig says, don't bother. He's been drinking since breakfast. Whoa! That is crazy. Especially knowing that in Pearls Before Swine, the rat was drinking at breakfast and smoking a cigarette too. So, um, a little hypocritical, but wow. Bill Ammon and Stefan Pastis, I, 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 let me just say, great strips. Really the most exciting thing that's happened to me since I started doing this podcast, by far, in the strips specifically. Not in my personal life, you've all heard about that. But wow, what bombshells. I hope you guys can come together and figure this out, um, but I, I can't be helped but reminded of the current drama I'm going through with my friend Nick. Um, he is also putting out a competing podcast and we're in a bit of a, a feud right now and you know it's just funny how art kind of imitates life that way I don't know if Bill Ammond and Stefan Pastis are fans of our podcast and that's why they decided to chime in and get in their own feud um, but uh, wow I, I, I will I vow to you readers that I will uh, do everything I can to try and resolve this issue um, I'm going to start an online campaign to try and get Bill Ammon and Stefan Pastis to work this out, and hopefully we'll have a strip of them shaking hands, possibly even hugging, in the near future. I know it's going to be hard to sleep this week, knowing they're fighting. <sighs> but wow, invigorating stuff. Really, really fun, exciting.
things going on in the podcast these days. It's not all laughs, folks. It's not all laughs. Sometimes it's fury that comes out in these panels. And um, I'm, uh, we're all blessed to be a witness of the great Foxtrot Pearls Before Swine feud of 2017. All right, lastly, I think I'm just going to do In the Bleachers just because I really like it. And um, then we're going to have to skip the rest for time or for lack of interest. Um, mostly lack of interest, to tell you the truth. Um, so uh, if you are listening at home, the ones we are skipping are, or if you're listening at work, no matter where you're listening, I'll just let you in on the ones we are, we are skipping. Uh, Mutz is out of here. Zitz is also out of here. Baby Blues being skipped today. Brooklyn City, don't have time for you. Travel, never have, never will. Um, Jumpstart. Oh, don't even get me started on Jumpstart. That's a whole other podcast I could fill up hours and hours upon of my hatred of Jumpstart. Non sequitur. Canterville. Out. Grass. No way, Jose. And Pizarro. No, usually you're great. No offense to you, uh, Dan Peraro. I do love the strip, but we just don't have time this week. All right. So lastly, let's do In the Bleachers by Steve Moore. And this one is fantastic. It's just got, it's a guy in the middle of a graveyard. There's, there's, I want to read this one in tribute to our late producer, Brian One. Uh, it's hard not to see any see anything like this. And, you know, I, I don't know if Steve Moore is also a fan of the podcast. And maybe he heard the news. Maybe he lives in Vegas or something. He heard the news about our producer, Brian. This is kind of an homage to him. But um, it's a graveyard, and there's, there's five headstones. Four of them say R.I.P. They all say R.I.P., actually, but four of them underground. And they have roses in front of them. A beautiful scene. not on the ground. It's set up like a basketball hoop and it's got a basket on it. The headstone is the backboard and there's a man jump shooting a dozen roses and a sunflower through the hoop to try and sit next to this headstone. Pretty funny stuff and what a beautiful way to tribute our producer Brian. He didn't care for basketball much but still he did love in the bleachers so thank you for that Steve Moore and Thank you for the life you gave us, my sweet producer, Brian. That's it for this week, folks. See you next week on the Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast, now on Fridays. Hosted by local funny man and funny reader, Cornell Funny Comics Dude Reed. Good night. <laughs>